welcome once again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. Doc, uh, I am Bob McDonald, and joining me is my co-host Matt Dudek. Hey there, everybody. And also joining us because this is uh, we're going to be talking the Horizon League Women's Tournament is Kyle Rossi. Hey hey. And you can find Matt on Twitter at Horizon Matt. You can find Kyle on Twitter at Kyle HZRT. You can find us on the web at HorizonRoundtable.com, which is what I was trying to say before, except I just fumbled over my words. You can find links to all of our social sites and podcast sites where you can find us at HorizonRoundtable.com slash subscribe. Become a patron at Patreon.com slash Horizon Roundtable. By the way, if you sign up at the $7 a month level, you have a choice between either getting the Horizon Horizon Roundtable t-shirt or our new Horizon's Gonna Horizon t-shirt, which also is available for purchase by clicking on our ad on HorizonRoundtable.com. And be sure to subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found, obviously. So, Man, we are busy today. We just recorded a podcast uh, talking about the men's side. So obviously we wanted to talk about the women's side. And yes, even on the women's side, Horizon's going to Horizon. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Did not did not expect – I really did expect that there was going to be a sharing of the regular season title between Cleveland State and Green Bay. But Milwaukee had other plans. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I think I, I think just about everybody figured. I, you know, me personally, I said, well, okay, if Green Bay is going to lose a game down the stretch, it'll definitely be against Purdue Fort Wayne. They'll get hot from three, and you know, Purdue Fort Wayne gave them. I mean, they were down big early, gave a nice game, but obviously Green Bay won that one. And I think at that point, it was kind of like, okay, they're definitely both going to win this last game and be co-champions, whatever. Man, I can't like, obviously I was at the Cleveland state game and didn't watch it really. I followed it along, obviously what was going on, but I, you know, I got home last night and kind of looked at it and I'm like, geez, you know, just looking at the game flow and things like that. I mean, green Bay loses that game. Like one time out of a thousand, right? I mean, they're, they're down after the third quarter, they go on a 12, nothing run. And that's like Green Bay does that all the time. Like anytime anybody pushes them, they'll say, okay, you're not scoring for half the fourth quarter. They do it like almost at will and they never lose that game except then they did. Yeah, that's true. I did. Yeah, I did notice that they, that they went on a run. And I thought, and then I, that's the part where I stopped paying attention. I'm like, okay, they're probably going to win. Yeah, here they uh, go. They're, they're taking then, off now. This, this one's over. Yeah, for sure. And then I'm looking at your tweets and I'm like, hey, what are you guys cutting down the nets for? And I'm like, oh, what the hell? The behind the scenes, yeah. Christy Jensen, uh, Chris Kilsmeyer's girlfriend, was following the score behind the bench, and so she was the one that kind of like informed them, like right after the their game ended, and they kind of they all got together in the huddle, and I think there's a video of it on social media, but yeah, I did see that. I'm like, oh wait, what? They had had, had both the stands keeping up on the score with them, so they were able to find out quickly that it was an outright title. Wow. That is insane. And by the way, I did not know this. I absolutely didn't know this. I thought this had happened like during the Kate Peterson Abiyad like era or something like that. This is the first time that Cleveland States won the regular season title outright. I did not know that. First time they won it at all. I mean, I don't know what they, they people are kind of being funny with the really? wording. I don't think oh. they've ever won a rate even back before the Horizon League to the, the North Star Conference or whatever else. I don't think oh, they've no. ever. <laughs> yeah, they were, well, yeah, they were winning four games a year back then for sure. So, yeah. but you know, both of their, you know, their previous with um, Kaylee Klein there, they, 
had the two tournament appearances, but they were both kind of like, you know, they both had the upset green Bay, both of those years as would be typical in the day. And obviously last year lost that kind of de facto championship game up at green Bay. So yeah, they've, they've had three tournament championships, but they've never won the regular season before. Wow. I, wow. This, this is how much I pay. see that this is why I suck. Cause I didn't know that I should know that, have, but I don't, this is why we have Kyle is really what it comes down to. Well, <laughs> yes, because you know, because of course, you know, I, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this to your face. Now, Kyle, you are in fact the best beat writer in the country for college oh. basketball. And yeah. I'm not going to exaggerate that. I've said that in public on many occasions. Oh, I'm saying I, that right I, now too. Thank you, Bob. I appreciate that. I'm just Kyle, I have a, an important women's basketball question. I never get to ask you these things. So I'm going to do it on the record right now. Okay, I'm, um, it's gonna, I'm not going to be able to answer now. <laughs> no, you know, well, you know, I'm, 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 watching, I'm watching on Twitter a little bit in the background here as we're recording. Uh, Kyle, how do you feel about uh, Caitlin Clark? I don't know if you've heard of her. Um... <laughs> All right, uh, I'm done. Go oh, ahead, man. <laughs> man. Well, uh, I mean, let me let me preface this by saying that if Caitlin Clark played at a different school, I would probably like her. But, uh, you know, for those who don't know, I went to Penn State for my undergrad and we just, I mean, it's one of those weird things that you wouldn't expect Penn State and I would be rivals, but they kind of are. So I just kind of like ended up being like a Caitlin Clark hater. And that's like, you know, my entire personality now, apparently. <laughs> and you can't say anything. I mean, she's obviously, she just, I don't know if you guys saw, just set uh, past Pete Maravich today. So. Oh, yeah. did she really? You know yeah. who didn't pass Pete Maravich? <laughs> I, it's one of those things like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a hater, but if she wasn't a great player, there'd be nothing to hate. Right. So very true. Very true. Indeed. You are correct. You are correct. And I'm happy, you know what? I'm happy that she's going to uh, presumably going to Indiana for her WNBA career. Cause that's like the one WNBA team that I can re- reasonably drive to. So maybe I'll end up being a fan yeah. at the end of the day. Do you think she's See, yeah, drafted by the Pistons? They need a shooter. <laughs> I mean, yeah. probably they, it wouldn't be the worst idea to give it a shot. I don't know. Yeah. So, well, I mean, th- well, think about this for a second, because for how many years we we all reveled in rooting against Antoine Davis, and now we do nothing but root for him because he's not on a team that we want to root against. So, hey, that you know what? Using that corollary, corollary. Well, yeah, yes. That, that's the thing is like, yeah, like you know, this is probably gonna be a bad example, but like like Macy Williams, you know spent four years kicking everybody's ass. Then all of a sudden she gets yeah. drafted WNBA. Hey, we're all Macy Williams fans. Now that's just how it goes. I mean, exactly. obviously it didn't work out, but just, you know, the idea is that somebody's representing the league on a bigger stage. Of course you're going to, you know, absolutely su- support them. Even if you hated them for four years. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. So at this, uh, Cleveland state winning the regular season title, of course, is made even more impressive by the fact that, they were with, by and large, their leading scorer the entire time. Their superstar. They were gone. She, you know, Destiny Leo. She was out. Was she, you know, hurt her knee and has been out for the season most of the entire time. Yeah, that's wild. That's insane it, to me. It it is. I, I mean, because I remember thinking at the time that that happened. You know, they're still. You know, they weren't going to go in the tank. Okay, they're still a very good team. No. Still very good players. But it was one of those things where you kind of just hope, okay, you, you you push forward best you can. You finish, you know, sort of towards the top half of the league, maybe get hot at the right time. You're, 
but realistically, you're kind of thinking in that moment that most of these types of outcomes, like, you know, winning an outright regular season tie, you think those things have disappeared at that point. But you know what? You, you look at somebody like like Mickey Purdue, who very, very well may be winning a big award from the league tomorrow. We'll see about that. But steps right in. They pretty much don't miss a beat. It's nuts. Yeah, absolutely. One other thing on the women's side I can't really – I'm still – I've been trying to wrap my head around the entire season is there are so many interims. <laughs> we started out the season with uh, with John Barnes uh, temp taking leave and then Nikolai becoming the interim coach. And then, of course, John Barnes is now all the way gone. And you have an interim there. Um you got Jeff Tungate over at Oakland. How many times has he been out? Because I'm not, that guy is, from a medical standpoint, he is a wreck. Because this is like the second or third time he's had to step aside and have somebody be an interim. And then, of course, it, this and then of course, it's Robert Morris. Who, his, of course, leave, if I'm not mistaken, right? I'm sorry, what's that now? As Jeff Tungate's third leave, if I'm not mistaken, it was Keisha Blanton going the first two times and, uh, and Dina Richard this time, right? And, uh, Wait, Matt's there was two stints? Matt, could you please clarify this for me, please? Because I'm I'm not really understanding. I'm, I'm yeah, having that, a that hard is, time is, wrapping my head around that. That is accurate. Twice Keisha Blanton had to take over, um, and they rewarded her by sending her on her way because it created a split within the players because some of them didn't want to play for Jeff anymore. They wanted to play for Keisha. It was a better team under Keisha. Well, Jeff's contract wasn't done. So players were leaving and they, they sent Keisha on her way. Like, yeah. And I can tell you, you know, but like, yeah, you look at after that, that last time that she came in and obviously didn't renew her contract. She went off. She's at Eastern Michigan. Now was the, uh, the interim coach. We'll see what happens with that. But they had an access like, like, Klaja Dean and a couple other really great players that Oakland had at that point kind of ejected as soon as that situation came about. Well, and I, I will tell you uh, not to go too far down the Oakland women's rabbit hole because they just don't matter right now. Um, but there was there was a whole slew of problems because with Jeff gone, Keisha's obviously running the team, and you know maybe rules that Jeff let go, Keisha wasn't letting go. So there was there was some interdisciplinary issues that it was a very haphazardly put together team um, with with a lot of band-aids and I think Keisha kind of laid down some law with some people and they didn't love it where other people did love it, but they didn't know who was even going to be the coach. And Keisha right. was like, it was just a whole mess. And Oakland continues to be a mess. Uh, you know, uh, Deanna Richards, Richardson, I always forget her name. She was an Oakland legend, um, you know, running things with Jeff gone, but like Jeff still has, I believe another year on his contract. Is he going to come back? Are we going to just do this whole song and dance again? Like, Whatever you think of Jeff Tungay as a coach, and that's the tough thing, is if he's going to be like out for the season every other year, then, I mean, what are you even doing at that point? Well, and the worst part is if you talk to anyone, and I've, I mean, I, I think I told the story um, uh, last June. I ended up sitting at a. That guy must have burned all Tungate. That guy must. Be, I, I don't know what I don't know what Oakland's leave policy is, but it must be it must be a very generous leave policy. I ain't gonna lie. I, I might have to, nice to guy. Everybody I, I might have to I might have to like apply to a job in Oakland because clearly they got some they they got the hookup over there. But the the one thing that Oakland basketball did this year to bring it back to relevance to uh, everything that we're talking about today is they took out Green Bay in a game that they had no business winning, and turns oh, yeah. out that that actually is like, where Cleveland picks up you know the outright win like. Yeah. 
And you know, I mentioned earlier about like Green Bay just doesn't lose games where they do X and Y. Green Bay missed like six free throws in the last minute and a half of the game or something like that, right? And they never do that. I mean, oh, really? That, it's Green Bay. They don't do things like that. It's it's not even that it's Green Bay. It was Oakland's women's team this year. Like no business losing that game. Yeah, that's true. Because at the very least, because you obviously we saw Cleveland State lose a. You know, they lost to Detroit. Yeah, it, it's magnified by the fact that Cleveland State went into Oakland and just beat them up. Like, yeah. when, it was not even a week later, if I'm not mistaken. And then, of course, they go down to Callahan Hall and lose to Detroit Mercy. But, of course, Detroit Mercy we, uh, is a whole other conversation, too, because of the way that whole turnaround has taken place. Yeah. I'll push back a little bit on the Oakland. That Oakland game that Cleveland State played, there was a pretty tough game, and then then Mickey Purdue kind of got on a heater in the second half, and they pulled away a little bit. But they're, they're I actually like that Oakland team a lot, man. They'll 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 throw that press at you. They'll make they'll make you work for it. They're tough, physical. You know, guys, you know, Brooke Corals, Daniels, and Alexis Johnson kind of maybe had slower starts to the year, but they've come on a lot lately. So I think they're a little bit of an X factor in this tournament. We'll see though. Interesting. I don't even know who they're playing. I'm not going to lie to you, Kyle. NKU. <laughs> oh, look, I'm just, I'm just going to call it out. The, yeah. So I, I'll let you throw that out there. You know what? You throw that out there first. Cause I wanted to ask about NKU too. Okay. Matt. Oh, what's that? What did you, you were going to say something? I was, oh no. I was just saying that I, I, I don't, I haven't been paying it. Like I've, I used to be a large women's Oakland women's basketball supporter and I'm just not right now I am completely checked out on them and that's just me and that's okay. Um, but I used to, I mean, I traveled with Oakland for an NCAA tournament and Oh, five Oh six to Purdue. Like I love Oakland women's basketball. I hate what it's become. Yeah. Um, so I'm just checked out on them. So yeah, I didn't even know that so they're know, playing I, NKU. That's fun. This is supposed to be fun. If it's not, if it's not bringing joy to your limited time on this earth, then you should probably like, you know, clock out and figure something else out. Well, guys, you heard it. See it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've created a monster. All right. So Kyle, Kyle break, you'll end up, break down you'll, you'll end up sad and bitter like me. Yeah. I don't want to be like, Bob, grow up to Kyle, be break down, Kyle, break down the tournament for us a little bit. You can start, start with Oakland NKU, your thoughts. Okay. Well, God, you know, I just saw NKU yesterday. Obviously I think, Holy God, that Carter McCray is good. She, she yeah. is. Unreal. I, you know, she's going to easily win the freshman of the year. Uh, sure. There's not even a close race but for that. But it's a real head scratcher the fact that that team is ten and nineteen. That I mean, I'm trying to kind of wrap my head around that one. Deceptive. They played a, a tough schedule early on. They had a lot of injuries early in the season, but they're you know relatively healthy now. And they're kind of like they're they're such a weird team too because they always have like I think in terms of individual talent they have you know you go back a couple years with Lindsey Duvall and Ivy Turner and you know. Grayson Rose, players like that, yeah. you know, and now, now they have, you know, you know, Kylie Davis, who we're not even really talking about much anymore. And Kamari Mitchell Steen and, and uh, Carter McRae and, you know, Macy Blevins has a couple 30 point games this year. So they always have like a bunch of players and underachieve a little bit for the talent that they have, but you know, they're, they're playing great ball over the second half of the year. And uh, you know, they're, they're a dangerous team. I, I think you know, I just called Oakland X factor. So I don't want to go back on that a little bit, but you know, N- NKU could beat anybody in the field on the right day, at least. Kylie, Kylie, you want a fun fact about Kylie Davis? Sure. 
Do you, do you know where she's from? Let's start Detroit, there. yeah. Do you know which team didn't even try to recruit her? <laughs> I'm going to guess that it's the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. Hey, Kyle, you're, you're right on. Didn't even give her an offer. Huh. Mm. She's a really nice player. You know, I, I just random story, but when I was up at uh, Detroit Mercy, Kate Octor left me like a little, little welcome package that had a grape Fago in it. And I mentioned something like, I'd like, like to point go- out, I, I saw that all, every other horizon league team for Kyle, seriously challenge challenge. Well, I didn't like, I didn't make it a big prompted. I, I, I didn't, I didn't want it to turn this whole thing like, oh, I visit your school. You better leave me food or whatever, you know. But I, I, you don't have to say that. I is I am saying that you you all should. I'm not saying you have to, but you know, peer pressure right there. Be like, be like the be like be like uh, Detroit Mercy at least in this instance. It was like, but like I went like IUPUI when they played up at Detroit Mercy, they said something like we're headed to eight mile or something like that, which obviously that's the famous street there with Eminem and all that. But I know I said, well, technically it's six mile. Cause I think McNichols street where Detroit Mercy is six miles. Yes. And I said something like, well, Kate Octor gave you some great Fago. So now I'm Detroit as fuck. And, and Kylie Davis liked that tweet. So, <laughs> well, that's, that's the that. other, so Sorry, I'm Kylie still on my Kylie Davis kick because it still frustrates me if you can't tell. Not only was she from <laughs> no, Detroit. No, not at all. Her coach at the time at Detroit Renaissance was an Oakland alum in Shaney Lawal. Oh, the gee. connection was there. Shaney's coach when he was at Oakland, Jeff Tungate. He was an assistant on the men's team at the time. <laughs> it's wild. The, assist, the assistant coach at Renaissance. A former I, point I feel, guard for Oakland I, I, women. I, I feel an avalanche of bitterness that I'm just going to sidestep and not get consumed by. All right, <laughs> moving on. Because, yeah, there's, I'm, I'm, I am bitter. I am bitter at Oakland women's basketball, okay? There could help anybody in the league, for sure. I mean, I'd be bitter if missed out on her, too. Didn't not only that, but didn't miss even, out on her. Didn't even didn't, try. Yeah, didn't even try. You know, like, I kind of, like, threw in, you know, Carter McRae is from Oberlin, played at Elyria Catholic, and I kind of, just as a throwaway question yesterday, asked Chris Kilsmeyer, hey, did you try recruiting her? He's like, and he very smugly said, well, we recruit all the great players from the area. side." So he didn't really want to get into it. But yeah, you have somebody in your backyard. You got to at least take a shot. at I mean, even if they're headed towards a high major on that kind of trajectory, you at least throw in an offer. Jeez. I mean, Rocket Watts had an offer from Oakland out of high school. Obviously didn't take it. Had a whole path, but ended up at Oakland for a reason. Like, how do you not? I don't get it. Yeah. But anyway, that's not important right now, other than Oakland's playing NKU in the, on the women's side. What else you got for us, Kyle? <laughs> so I want to ask about I want to ask about IUPUI because th- how is it how is it weird that both of the teams, both on the men's and women's side, are ten seeds for IUPUI? Hey, look, Obviously, I, way I, different I, situations, clearly, but still, it's weird that that happened that exact same way. Yeah, and IUPUI getting. I've always felt like they've been better than the record all year, but I mean, it is what it is at this point. I think, you know, Katie Davidson's kind of their ringleader and she's, in my opinion, one of the, she probably won't win first team all conference on the team's record and all that kind of stuff. But I think she probably is all in all, one of the five best players in the conference. I mean, she can do just about anything you need to do on basketball floor. They still have, you know, Jasmine Turner has been hurt for stretches this year, but she's, I mean, you just look up and down that roster and it's like, you know, you know, Kate Bruce is a great coach. You know what she's done. You kind of just feel like it's just 
a team where it hasn't all quite come together the way that it probably should have. So I don't know what that means as far as their tournament chances. They'll they'll either put it together or they'll fade out quickly. <laughs> Not out of the realm of probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so there no, are, we got it's, there it's a, interesting. Wait, they're they're at Youngstown, right? I, blanking on that. uh they are actually they yeah. are they're going to, they're going to beagley and playing yeah, youngstown state I, I, i'm probably thinking youngstown god penguins have played some really great ball down the stretch here i think they I did think they gave cleveland state a run for their money that's for sure oh god that was jeez. well the thing is i mean they have somebody like emily saunders they just take away the middle and it's like there was you know a game I think but it was even. It seems like historically, from a defensive standpoint, they've been really good. At, uh, Youngstown State's been really good at doing that yeah. over the years. Well, it's like, even, I think it was the game last year when Lily Ritz was still there, and mm-hmm. Saunders only briefly came into the game, and Cleveland State could do absolutely nothing on her down the middle. And then she picked up a couple quick fouls and was out at that point. It was like, you know, God, if she could just play a whole game, they'd be in real trouble. And that's kind of what happened last week uh, down at the Beagley Center. She's just out. She's unreal defensively. She just takes out what, I mean, everyone wants to get in the paint and score, right? But she just kind of just takes that away from people. And their struggle has always just been offensively. They found sure. uh, late late in the season, you know, Malia, Maj- ah, Malia Magestro kind of had a rough start to the year, but she's come on a lot lately. Uh, Dina Gerald's been great for them. So they're finding just enough offense to get it done. They've always been a strong defensive team and they're, they're winning a lot of games and, you know, almost beating, you know, the conference champion a couple, last week. Well, it's interesting that they are going to play IUPUI, where they barely beat them at Beagley once, and then they went to, and then, and they lost in Indianapolis. So, mm. is, really a bit of there. This, the really nutty thing about this tournament in general is, you know, kind of trying to sort things out, like as far as the standings, like all the scenarios and things like that, going into the last couple games of the regular season. You look up and down and figure out the tiebreakers, and outside of Green Bay and Cleveland State. Like everybody went like one and one against everybody else. It's nuts. And you figure, you know, maybe Matt, we got to say the line here because it, some... it applies here. What's that? He ran away. Oh, Sorry. no, I'm here. I, I was waiting for you to say I wasn't I didn't need to steal the thunder. Is, is that my job? No, no, no. no right? I'm giving it back to you because you got to say the line. It seems like you really got to say the line here because it really is universal and applies to everything. I mean, if you haven't heard the horizon's going to horizon. Yeah, and it, it is absolutely true here. It's just as true here as it is on the men's side. Just as true. Yeah. Without a doubt. That's the thing. I, I think there are, there are definitely teams that I think are better than other teams in the conference. But, again, you look – I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, you just got to look at, look at the records, and everybody pretty much was able to win a game against almost everybody else other than the very top teams. And, you know, that could, that could lead to some horizon horizoning. Yeah, that's true. So I also want to talk about Wright State. Uh, I know they're, they've got the, they've actually have the first round by as the four seed. Again, very weird that both the men and the women have the same seed. Huh. They, they both have the four too, seed. Huh? That's that that blows my mind. But you know that that whole obviously that's been a slower rebuild. Obviously after Meriwether left, you know, yeah. you've kind of had that slow rail, but but you're getting there. They're getting there. They're the four hey. seed. I, I thought I did. I'm surprised that the men are fourth. I follow Yobi on Twitter, and I just from his tweets, I assume that they're like tenth or something. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, now Kerry Hoffman. I mean, you could see them kind of coming on late last year, where they they you know they got off to a, they didn't win a D one game until like late January last year or something like that. But then they just all of a sudden kind of out of nowhere started chipping off wins. A lot of it was just because they had like a lot of great three point shooters, and I think they have a little bit more balance this year, where you have uh, Alexis Hutchison, who's another she's a definite player of the year contender. We'll see about that tomorrow, I guess. But uh, you know, she's able to get to the middle of the you know, Casey Baumhauer is one of their sharpshooters. You know, she, you know, Rachel Luby's a player. I really like a lot. So they have, uh, you know, oh, Lane Farrell. I can't, I can't forget Lane Farrell too, but um, you know, they're, they're a much, they're still a primarily kind of a three pointer team, but they're a lot more balanced than they were last year. And they're, they're a little bit more dangerous because of it. I think so. Definitely a dark horse at that fourth spot, you know, as is Purdue for Wayne, as is anybody, but Cleveland state and green Bay, but they could definitely sure. make some noise. And Wright State gets the first round by, and they get to play. They get to play Milwaukee, who just knocked off Green Bay. Yeah. <laughs> how about that? I yeah, know. I I never know how I feel about that. Do you want? I mean, do you want that buy if you're the fifth seed and you still have to go on the road, or would you rather kind of warm up with the home game against a bad team from that sixth spot or something like that? I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends upon kind of your situation. Do you have, are you dealing with injuries? Are you want to get some time off? Are you, have you just spent the entire time on the road? I, it, it's a good question. I mean, it's, it's, I'm sure it's like half and, you know, half in one hand and, you know, I mean, half a dozen in one hand and six in the other. Especially, like I mean, maybe, well, you got Detroit Mercy on the men's side. So I guess that's, that's and that should be a good game too. And that should, that right state Milwaukee game should be a good oh, game God, too. Yeah. Cause no, the second no, game I, in Milwaukee was an overtime game where Milwaukee won. Way, way, way back in October during uh, preview week, I, I wanted to take that Milwaukee piece because I really liked what they had going as, as a program at this juncture. They have a lot of really great young players. Uh, yeah. Cammy Kapler for my money. I don't know. You can't, it's hard to say you got, you got Bailey Butler and you got Colby Mabels, but, but Cammy Pepler is definitely in that conversation. As far as the best point guard in the league goes, they're still, you know, a couple seniors on the team, but they're still very young overall. Um, somehow we're able to bounce back quickly from losing Megan Wallstead last year too, which is pretty impressive, but that's just, true. Just a, just a well-coached, really tough team that just, you know, you kind of forget that they set like the NCAA team record for free throw shooting a couple years ago. And they're not quite that good at it anymore, but they do. They almost, I hate to say this because people are going to kill me for it, but almost like a poor man's green Bay where they do a lot of the, they do the, the coach stuff well. And they, they, you know, win games by making fewer mistakes than you. Yeah, well, that is true. But, and oh. Well, it seemed to work on. It seemed to work by them beating Green Bay. That's for sure. Yeah, especially on Saturday. Poor man, you do. You sometimes do Green Bay better than Green Bay does Green Bay, and you win the ball game. It it does happen from time to time. It looks like. <laughs> um, the three seed. Uh, the obviously we talked about Cleveland State and Green Bay one two. Um, the three seed, of course, is is Purdue Fort Wayne and another twenty. Uh, there are three Horizon League teams that are twin game winners. Purdue Fort Wayne is that third one. Yeah. And we we yeah, I, I don't think we can understate the job that Maria Marcasano oh, did God. has and done. She with was, this team. I remember you guys had her on you uh, did. tired news. It was like right before I started, but like I remember listening to that. I'm like, oh yeah, I just like the vibe that she gave off, and she's done such a fantastic job with that program. I kind of, I just tweeted this yesterday too, that when I saw that they'd won their 20th game and it's like, 
I think people kind of thought of last year's like the turnaround season for them, but a lot of that was because they won a couple games in the tournament, ended up in Indianapolis. They, they were, who they? I don't remember the exact record, like 12 and 18 or something like that. So this is really, they've just kind of continued progressing and they have just, you know, so many great players, you know, last hurrah for Shayla Sellers, obviously, but they 14, have, they were, thir- they went into the tournament. They went, yeah, they were 12 and 19 and then they made it to the semifinals ended up 14 and 19. Okay. And they you. weren't bad in the conference last year. They were nine and 11 in the conference. Well, they're always, they kind of felt like they're on the edge of something, but they, their record is what it is, but they just, you know, I've always been such a huge fan of that program. Just, I mean, in the, in the most journalistically objective way, I guess I could say it, but you know, just between, you know, Emerson and Broman Shankle, they'll just, you know, destiny Marshall had a great game for them yesterday. They'll just bomb you to death. Jazzy Limbo is very underrated post player in the league as well. I mean, they're just, they're also another team that'll, that prefers to beat you by shooting the three ball, but they have enough balance where they can kind of play it any way you want. Very good defensively mm-hmm. as well. True. Now at the bottom of the standings, of course, is Robert Morris, and yeah, I mean we, oh, it, 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 yeah, I mean, it. Well, they're obviously gonna, obviously they're gonna be looking for a new coach, <laughs> since yeah, uh, since since Biscali is gone, they gotta bring in a new person. We we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, uh, Jeff Tungate before, and you know, you didn't really get into John Nicolay much, but I think. To me, the way Youngstown State's finishing the season, he ought to keep that job, uh, in mm-hmm. my opinion, at least. Anyway, I've said that several times publicly as well. But, you know, Schneider, and it's just, you know, you got it. I, I hate saying it like this. Like, Robert Morris plays, they play great defense. You can tell that they're still trying. I mean, they gave Green Bay a pretty nice run a couple weeks ago there. You know, I but at the same time, I mean, they're just, they're one game away from being out of that situation. You, you got to assume, you know, Schneider will be somewhere else, you know, yeah. two of the team's going to hit the transfer portal. It's kind of hard to not think that they all have one foot out the door at this point. Yeah. Speaking of which is, is that mean, you know, Robert Morris over the last couple of years has had you know, a lot of really good players leave through the transfer portal. Is that, I mean, now that there's going to be a coaching transition, for sure, and we know there's going to be one. Um, is that going to be the case? It seems like that's going to be the case here as well. It's always, I mean, that's just that's that's modern college basketball. You get a coaching change, you got to rebuild your roster from close to zero. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I I know this is a sore subject for you, but you know, bringing that old that Terry Pluto line about Dennis Gates having four players when he started, but that's everybody. That's that's how it is now. Gee, thanks. Uh, by the way, has he showed up today, this year, Cleveland State? Because I don't even seen him yet. I, I haven't where are seen you, him Terry? Yet. Hi, where are you? <laughs> I mean, I'm, this is, I mean, dude, seriously, this is like the time of the year where I see my the annual fly. This is what I love about Green Bay, because Green Bay, and, and you've seen this before, you've seen this too, because they, Green Bay is immersed, you know, Green Bay is, has a really good, I mean, both both um, obviously Sonny Wicks does and Borseth obviously does where they, you know, they they are have a lot of media availability and they show up. Yeah, it's great. And young and young you to, like, State, I'll give them that, too. They have they oh, have like, a young State, State, absolutely. And I'm going to you know, I went to the you know, when they played Cleveland State down there and there's 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 Neil from the, you know, Vindicator slash Warren Tribune Chronicle, whatever. I'm like, hey, there's another hey, shout guy. out to Neil. Yeah, that's wild. 
But yeah, it's funny because you have those two dynamics and then then you go to Cleveland State and there's you and uh, Rico McGee. Shout out to him, the Rulers Minute, uh, the YouTube channel. I, he's I, really, I, I, it warms my heart that there's somebody else besides you there. I mean, that, that's like I I do like that that he he, he posts those up, which is great. It's nice, um, and I, you know, I'll say this for maybe Chris Kilsmar's benefit if he ends up listening to this, but I feel like such a jackass on the road sometimes. Where I well, kind of, why wouldn't he? Damn it! Come on. <laughs> I'm Come like. On. Uh, Kind of like I'm going in the tunnel outside of the locker room with him after the game. I'm holding a recorder in his face and just riffing whatever dumbass questions I could come up with. But it's actually it's nice to go to these home games and you you have you know the rulers minute and you have David Glazier there and all that kind of stuff and oh, yeah. able- I'm, uh, this is by the way that's going to be my favorite part of it because oh, you know what I'm not going to probably not going to see him. Damn it, that's gonna hurt, that's gonna hurt me because I love seeing Glazier. But Glazier's coming in. <laughs> He told me. Yesterday. Oh, I'm sure he so, will. I'm sure he will. But I probably I don't know if you're, I'm going to see him during the men's t- games. So, oh, that's why I'm like I don't know if enough. I'm going to see him during that. But yeah, I, so it's nice. They come in and they're they're you know they'll always jump in with their questions first and allow me to collect my thoughts a little bit. So I probably ask better questions at home than I'm on the road. But that's you know. The thing I say is you got like, the home court advantage, Kyle. That's what it is. Yeah. Well, the thing I always say to people is I don't care who asks the question. You have more people there. You have more sets of eyes on you. Have people, you know, I'm, I'd like to think that I'm okay at what I do, but I'm just one guy with one set of eyes. Other people will see things that I don't. They'll ask a question that maybe draws a better quote. And great. That's, that's the entire point. You don't get credit for asking the right question. We all get to use the quote. Exactly. You are correct. Yeah, and that's. The war, the I think every. I think there's a lot player. of people. I think there's a lot of people who miss that. I mean, it's clearly there are a lot of people. There's a lot of outlets that miss that. And you're like thinking, oh well, I'll just rely on whatever I can pull off the website and you know yeah. copy and paste whatever crap I can, and that's stupid. Um, but yeah, I like that's. To say, I forget what that guy. I'm blanking on the guy's name, but there was a couple games ago where where Sarah Guerrero said something about going into emergency mode when she lost a rebound early in the game. And that was somebody else asked that question, but I based my entire poster on that quote. I mean, that's just, Oh, I think it was the Straub sports guy. Yeah. That, yeah. It was that Straub. The I got an email. Yeah. I got a, I got a reply. Yeah. I saw that reply from them. Yeah. Shout out to them too. I don't know what they, I don't know what, uh, I think they're still kind of building their deal over there. I think I'm going to be bugging the Straub brothers, those two guys. Yeah. yeah. I might bug them on the men's side at some point. It is nice. Seems like, a, not, seems like a group of guys I'm going to ask him questions about. Sure, sure. you'd like to have Terry Plute in that room. He's got a bigger audience. No, no, I second. would not. No, don't, no, no, I would not. I All absolutely right. would not. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I may be the only person in Northeast Ohio who says, no, stay your ass at home. But no, <laughs> stay your ass at home. Send Robert Fenbers, please, for the All love right. of God. He's a CSU alum. He's a damn good writer. You have him on your payroll. Send some, him, please, for the love of God. Regardless of somebody what he's talking about. Com is my point. I mean, I'm I'm sure the university would rather have have Cleveland.com there than, than my dumb ass, but you, you get what you get, and well, I'm glad you, they're of us doing exactly. it. Exactly. Uh, no, I'm sure that you know it's like, oh crap. What like it's it's Bob's site. That's what it is. I, I, I blame I apologize. I apologize on your behalf because clearly there's I'm sure there's some trepidation that's it's Bob's site. <laughs> it's not just my site, but that's what they'll equate it to because they suck. <laughs> No, they don't. What did you do over there at the athletic department that everyone hates you so much? I don't know if they hate me so much. It's just, you know, I've been around so long that, you know, there's been a roller coaster of love and hate over the course of the last 25 years. (laughs) I don't like that. 
I, I, you know, not, not, sorry, Matt, not to, not to break out a uh, wrestling reference, uh, wrestling term, but there, there was a, I had a nice heel turn from about 1998 to about 2003. It was a, it was glorious and evil. So big, big Roy Massimino fan, are you? Oh, do you really want me to, we really, we're not going to get into that conversation because that's a whole other conversation for a whole other day. I, I figured it wasn't a coincidence. Those years coincide with his tenure there. Yeah, actually, I was a big Roly fan up until about 2001, and then I broke all the way bad. <laughs> I'll tell you about it later. I'm sure you can find it. Yeah, yeah, you can find me. You, you you can find out where I broke bad. It's kind of wild. Going, going to Villanova for the the tournament last year, and he's you know he's basically a god there in the. He yeah, is. That's pictures true. Everywhere. Well, he he passed away a few years back, so yeah, yeah they, obviously yeah, they'll, years ago. they'll they. Well, yeah. Well, he, I mean, up until like when, up until when um, Jay Wright won the championship, he was the last person to win one. So, yeah. Yeah. Him and Ed Pinkney won Patrick Ewing. Yeah. So, as far as the, so as far as the, as far as the tournament is concerned, um, you know, we're probably looking, man, I, what are we looking at as far as kind of, you know what that what that first round's gonna look first round's gonna look like because obviously the first round with the you know first round with Robert Morris that's probably gonna be a situation where they're probably yeah that's, that's probably gonna be a good one for them yeah I mean I mentioned though Detroit Mercy hasn't played well down the stretch that's one mm-hmm. thing that gives me a little bit of hesitation with them but at the same time they did beat Robert Morris by 20 a couple weeks ago so yeah I do I do think the Titans will take care of that one the the Youngstown State IUPUI matchup is good I think that's one's going to be an interesting one but I think I really do think Youngstown State's playing a little better uh, playing better um, especially you know that the last couple of games but man I don't want to underestimate IUPUI on this one I don't. I don't either. I mean, I, like I keep saying, they're they're a better. Their roster to me is a better than their record, and I think, you know, they you feel like they're going to put it together at some point. But at the same time, Youngstown State's playing great. They're kind of a Jekyll and Hyde team where they're they're a lot better at home, I think, than they are on the road. Um, <laughs> just look at their games against Cleveland State, I guess, since they lost by like fifty at the Wolfstein Center. But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have a hard time. Then there's I, a, the, yeah, go. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I, IUPUI. That, that'll be a good ball game. I think. I think Youngstown State pulls it off, though. Yeah. Well, that 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 one should be a good one. It is at Beagley, so that that one ought to be a good one. But uh, the eight nine is it? The eight nine is an Beagley, Oakley. There's these two guys. Right, they sit right right on the stands, like right up against the the media table there, and they're 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 howling at the visiting coach and everything. They're it's a it's a it's a very underrated home court advantage that they have. I think second only to uh, Green Bay in the conference. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Youngstown, Youngstown is it's in, it's crazy because you see Youngstown and Beagley specifically, and that what kind of environment that they can bring forward. It's it's pretty good. I mean, it's you're right. It is really underrated, especially. They're, they're- and they're announced for that Cleveland State game was like twelve hundred or something like that, which is just you know insanely good for a Horizon League women's game. No, oh, absolutely. They they've done yeah. The Youngstown State on on all ends has done a really good job at you know really building themselves up 
as far as uh, as far as community interest is concerned. I wish I honestly wish more teams would do that. Yeah, I, there's yeah, but uh, the eight nine game is at Oakland against Northern Kentucky. So yeah. hmm. I don't know about that. That one seems like kind of a toss up to me. It's yeah, I think. I like, I mean, Northern Kentucky, I've, I've been raving about Carter McRae. I think she'll get hers. I think Oakland has a very underrated player, Miriam Abizam, that, that matches up reasonably well with her. So you kind of hope, uh, you know, McRae's going to get her double-double, but you just hope that she doesn't get 30 points. I think Oakland can match up pretty well on the perimeter with um, Mitchell Steen and Davis and those types, but yeah, that's uh, you can flip a coin on that. And Oakland, you know, they're they're a little bit like they feel like always like a different team on the the, the brown top. You know, they they seem just <laughs> Thanks, like Kyle. I appreciate you. <laughs> I yeah. do. And, and, anytime, Matt. You don't ever want to call the uh, okay. Somebody's gonna have to explain why we're calling it the brown top now. If you ever Matt. leave Ohio and go and visit the arena, you will look at the floor and very quickly realize why it's called the brown top. It is literally outlined with black yeah the court itself it, is brown yeah and I, I like i don't hate it personally because like okay you know grizzly bears live in the forest it looks kind of like trees or whatever i i think it's kind of you don't like the light reflections that's kind of annoying but overall it's not a terrible look but why do you call it the blacktop it's very clearly brown it was supposed to be black the whole idea was uh it was jeff konya and campy were trying to like get back to the roots of like, you know, playing on a blacktop and it was going to be a whole marketing thing. And then the floor sucks. Like that's just <laughs> what it is. Well, now you have the, the logos outdated too. Since you tweaked the logo a couple years ago, oh, that oh. big St- Steve Waterfield's big, uh, trademark on the, on the university change, changing that cheek. Yeah. Left, yeah. Left cheek. Can't, can't have that. Oh, beige yeah. Oh my God. All right. Kyle, um, you just know how to push all of the wrong buttons for me. And I like <laughs> that about you. Yeah, yeah, you know I love tweaking you, Matt. But yeah, I that's that. That really, that really is a coin flip game to me. Uh, I'll, I'll kind of stay with Northern Kentucky on that one because I think they've really—they're a much better team in their record. They've been playing probably a little bit better than Oakland down the stretch here. So yeah, so I'm, and I'm looking at the second round games, man. So whoever, yeah, whoever the whoever wins the as the lowest and second lowest seeds, they have Cleveland State and. Green Bay to look forward to, so that ought to be yeah. fun. Um, the th- that that um, highest remaining seed against Purdue Fort Wayne though that that one might have a little bit of intrigue for me. Yeah, that's well. So you're taught well because that could theoretically be Detroit Mercy. That could they played a great game uh, a couple weeks ago up at, at the uh, the Gates Center. Uh, between Detroit Mercy, they they kind of just traded haymakers back and forth for most of the game, and then Purdue Fort Wayne kind of pulled away at the end. So, I mean, that would be I I would give Purdue Fort Wayne a decided advantage there, but they I mean they played one great game, why not play another? Yeah, and then of course we got the right state Milwaukee game where they're going to be at the Nutter Center. Yeah, that's that's a tough one to call for me too, but I I'm sort of leaning towards Milwaukee in that matchup. Yeah. Well, the funny thing about the, the, the green Bay quarterfinal game and the quarterfinal game with that right, uh, with Wright state is that we got double headers at both of those courts. Oh yeah. That's on Thursday. Obviously. That's going to be, so, so 
So you got to have a double header, and it's going to be a crest. It's uh, for Green Bay. It's going to be a crest center. It's not going to be a rush. That's great. Um, like you know, so we got quarter. Those... So, Sorry, so two quarterfinal games in Green Bay at Crest, and then two quarterfinal games at the Nutter Center. Yeah, we, we had a lot of basketball. Oh, it was it's a blast. I mean, we had that situation in Cleveland the last couple of years with home quarterfinals for both teams. Those days, I mean, it's just they're they're good days, man. You get, you know, you have two teams. They've both both years, both teams won too. So you kind of have that that last hurrah at home to send both teams off to Indy successfully. At least until the scoreboard went out, it was a lot of fun. Oh Jesus! <laughs> We're gonna keep talking. Damn scoreboard! Oh Jesus! <laughs> send money, please. <laughs> if anybody's got 50 million laying around that's listening to this podcast I'll, yeah hit me up or more, more <laughs> farming up yeah but i do like i do like the fact that because of the way the season the games are scheduled there they did uh, matt i know this was a request of yours for the league you, you're gonna get some you're gonna get a little bit of the staggering you wanted because the uh that for the quarterfinal the quarterfinal game with green bay starts at 6 30 the there are two quarterfinal games that starts at seven, and then uh, the right state quarterfinal game. So five thirty, six thirty, and two seven thirty. It's seven o'clock games. It's it's so, perfect. I mean, even yesterday, the, the the little bit of stagger, and then you know games aren't going to play minutes. No, there was not enough like, stagger yesterday. There's just there not was. enough. But there was. Some, I mean, the Oakland game was wrapping up, and the other game still had a couple minutes left. Like, I was able to flip around a little bit. You know, like I don't know, just. Maybe we could stagger some schedules. Just like, I like stagger most of the time, but I kind of like I compared it to like the last day of the Premier League season where everybody's playing at the same time. And there's like a lot, you know, sometimes the title's still in play, you know, Champions League spots, all that kind of stuff. And OK, we have we all have cell phones now. We kind of we can know if we want to know. But it's I just yeah. some of some like the absolute chaos that happens in those moments, even with like Cleveland State yesterday, just finding out about the green Bay game, you know, right as their game was wrapping up. I mean, that, that, that stuff's kind of fun to me. So it's like, I like a stagger most of the time, but on days like, like yesterday, I kind of like when it's not staggered. Kyle, we're not going to yeah. be allowed to have you on anymore because in your podcast here, we've now hit two of my topics. I can't stand. We've <laughs> now, we've now gone from wrestling and we brought up soccer. Why do you hate <laughs> me? What did I do wow. wrong? Well, this is kind of my fault. Cause I'm the one who told you to stick around. So this is kind of on me. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> God, you you moved you moved to just, was, New Mexico, and all of a sudden everyone thinks they're safe because you're not going to show up in Indy, so they can talk about the things you hate. <laughs> you're not safe anywhere, man. What are you talking it's about? Soccer. I I was just a just a comparison. I didn't know, didn't know you're going to trigger you with soccer, man. It's one of my three. I, I I have a third one, and I don't even remember what it is right now. Yeah, it's I called. It's a, I yeah, I know what it. Yes, yes, Matt. I know what it is. Actually, there are two. Matt, there are two, and I know what they are. One's conference realignment, and the other one is the mass singer. Oh, that's right. Yep. <laughs> in the horizon. Uh, which, by the way, which by the way premieres the, it premieres this week. So I hope they all suck and have stupid masks on. <laughs> oh, Bob, well, Bob, question. I'll ask you this question off air. Something TV related for you. Okay, but we'll oh, get back to it. God, I watch too much damn TV. All right, so with that said, we're going to go ahead and wrap this one up. Um, Kyle, thank you once again for joining us. Uh, definitely brought me way, well, actual insight into what's going to happen this week. I hope so. <laughs> so, all right, so HorizonTheRoundTable.com, uh, that's where our articles and our past episodes are. Uh, you can pull us up wherever podcasts are found. You can pull us up on your Amazon or Google devices. So tune in next week, and we'll get all this, some of this mess sorted out. Until then, thank you all for listening. <laughs>